and welcome to the 1L2N podcast. I am Amy, and we are joined by some beautiful people today. Missy? Hello. Mike? Always beautiful. Tommy? (laughs) (laughs) Our special beautiful guest, Liam. Yo. We are a family of creatives going through the story writing process, and we're bringing you along for our shenanigans. First of all, let me just, you know, hello, how are you? How is everyone doing? Not bad. That's it. Yeah. Been working all weekend, so tired. Not all weekend, really, but, you know, more than I usually work work. in the weekend. You've never done a a work of day in your life. Yeah. No. Not enough lifetimes of work already. Yes, exactly. At least doing work I like. Well, not my work work, but doing this stuff is something I like. So if I could do this for the rest of my life, it'd be fun. Then let's try to make that a goal because that would be really fun. Goal number one, do this for the rest of your lives. Yeah. <laughs> do we have a step program to get to there? No, that's just number one goal. Number one goal. What's our goal number two? Step one, do this rest of your life. Step point five, make money doing it so that you could do it for the rest of your life. Step point two five, oh, get talented yeah. enough so we could make money. <laughs> This is this is a solid plan so far. Yeah. Uh, Are you gonna be the CEO? No, God no. Why not? I'm gonna Liam's be Liam's the CEO, that's why. Uh, oh. Oh no. <laughs> What's so bad about that? Yeah. Well, I've just been packing this week, working and packing, finally put my two weeks in. Very excited. Uh moving down with Tommy soon enough. Very exciting Yikes. stuff. And, you know, not stressful inducing at all yeah that's how my week's going audience how's your week going that's beautiful great i'm glad that you could respond to that thank you audience it was it was a little slurred too it's like i was asking you how's that going yeah and then you did a visual cue yeah for the audience <laughs> <laughs> yeah they'll really this appreciate really that help. audio podcasting <laughs> the best visual medium <laughs> perfect speaking of audio mike and i have been working tremendously on the cursing tree we got the rough draft done super fun also way harder than i was expecting going into it but also again super fun i'm so glad i got to make music with my brother finally after how many years that we wanted to do this it's finally where we actually made music together yeah ever since you were great you were young and beating on the couch while i was playing guitar like that was (laughs) Yeah, it sounds your right. drum set. So yeah, no, it's been it's been really good. We're at a point where we are finalizing everything. We did the rough draft. We're putting out some basic review copies for some people to try and take a listen to and give us some feedback and see how we can improve it a little bit. And I think it's come along better than I expected. Definitely harder, but yeah, we're really really excited to share it for with everybody soon. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, listening to it, getting to listen to it has been really really fun. And like watching you guys just like blossom as creators and story writers and composers just been really, really cool experience as well. So I'm excited for everyone to hear it because even in its rough state, I'm still like, this is so beautiful. I'm so proud. But I'm just, you know, emotional. So whatever. Yeah, I think when we were pitching the idea, you started crying. So yes. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> pretty <Yeah>. much. <laughs> That's me. That's yeah. uh, true. That's funny. I I get I'm just I have a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions and they say when you have an abundance of emotions that's why you cry is because it's your body doesn't know what to do so it just cries so if I'm happy I cry if I'm sad I cry if I'm angry I'm definitely crying but I'm still angry you're just you're the thing the reason why we laugh is because the rest of us are emotionally dead inside 
So I balance you guys out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, today, guess what? We have another beautiful survey quiz thing that we're doing. This one, however, specifically deals with space movies, sci-fi movies. And I thought it'd be fun if we could go through kind of like we did previously. And we're going to pick the answers for each other. Alrighty, so we'll go through each question, figure out what we think the answer is for everybody else and see what we wound up getting. Now, I also took this quiz ahead of time and I know what I got for myself and I was very disappointed. So I'm excited to see what you guys think for me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it could be the quiz, who knows? (laughs) Alrighty, first question, let's go. Tired of your job? Good, because in the future, you can be anything you like. Choose your sci-fi self. As long as it's one be... of those five options, you can be. Yeah, as long as it's one of the five. <laughs> Very specific five <laughs> options. So we've got scientist, entrepreneur, admiral of a space fleet, detective, and I'm tired of being human. Can I be a robot? Okay, so Missy's a scientist. <laughs> absolutely. She's yep. absolutely yep. a scientist. Yeah. She is a scientist. Liam is I'm tired of being human. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's an easy. Yeah, that's, those those are definitely easy. Uh, Amy I think, is a detective. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Why would you say yeah. that? Because it's the most like artsy one of them, I guess. I don't know. You can just go around solving tiny mysteries. Like I could just see you with a big monocle and like a giant pet rat for your sidekick like solving <laughs> okay. I don't know. Is it like yeah, I, alien I think rat Amy's or? an entrepreneur. She's like either running the space bar at the space station with all these creative clever drink names or she is selling all these handmade spacecrafts at like her little shop at the space station like I definitely see her being an entrepreneur. I think yeah, I think I agree with that. No, I see her as tired of being human and being a robot because like she just she's always done with like it all all the time. <laughs> she always humanity. wants to be like something else. You know? You're not wrong. I if, um, if she's got pick for two votes for entrepreneur, we'll go with that. Thanks, right, so. yeah. And then I think Mike, for sure, you're an admiral of a space. Oh space yeah, fleet. yeah. I without it, also think without that you are an admiral, Tommy. But <laughs> oh, I think, for different reasons. Yeah, I, I think your fleet is probably just a little bit mismanaged. It's like breaking <laughs> down in space. <laughs> you know, you always have fuel well, shortages. Space fleet doesn't mean military. Yeah. he's the guy that calls himself an admiral mm-hmm. because he has two busted, rundown ships under his command. Yeah, but like, Damn, bro. it's only the first question. It's only the first question. Lay off. And he's like, "Wee, this is fun. I'm an admiral." And meanwhile, like the vacuum of space is filling one of those ships because he forgot to patch a hole. <laughs> but is it his ship or his other ship? It doesn't matter. Either one. Oh, okay. they're both. Okay. Yeah. Like, this is true. I meant the one he was on or a different yeah. one. Is he dying like immediately? Like he gets out At to space and At any given time, like, oh, there's a hole breach on any ship he's on. Okay. <laughs> I thought I'm going to defend myself. Just, I've just clicked it. Tommy, not because... You're incompetent. No, no you shouldn't because you your shouldn't defend staff it's incompetent. Yeah. And you just don't even know. I just I can imagine how happy you would so be that's... to be an admiral of anything. You'd just be like, I'm an admiral. This is great. Like you wouldn't know how to do it, but you'd be like, Yeah, all right, let's try. Let's do this, you know. <laughs> It'd be fun. There we go. Very fun. Next question. Oh, I'll, I'll, yeah, right. I'll read the next one. Sure. <laughs> You've been chosen for an intergalactic expedition. What will you put on your recruiter's radar? 
I am an expi- What? Hold on. What put Let me you try. on the recruiter's radar? Let me try this. Take two. <clears throat> You've been chosen for an intergalactic expedition. What put you on the recruiter's radar? I'm an experienced and- I, I am, am experienced. experienced. Uh, sorry, let me let me put this on a different screen so it's easier to read. <laughs> there we go. Oh, there we go. I am experienced and I have the credentials to prove it. I am a proven team player and I know how to work with a crew. I don't mind being alone for long periods of time. I can fly a spaceship like nobody's business. So which one of the four? I think I feel Mike like... is the experienced one. See, yeah, I feel like you're the I... experienced one, Missy. Yeah. Yeah, with feel... the credentials to prove it. Currently, you would going research through the, the hell out of the something. The job application process, like I feel the opposite of that at this point. Yeah, but everyone feels that when they're going through the job application process. You're definitely the experienced one. Mike's 100% I can fly a spaceship like nobody's <laughs> business. The no. absolute confidence that that resonates with that answer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100% goes with Mike. <laughs> I, I also don't mind being alone for long periods of time. Yeah, well, this is I not about you, myself. Mike, okay? This no. is about us judging you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you Tommy no would defense. be I'm a proven team player because he really is. He's a good, yeah. good team player. Well, I'm so glad I'm an admiral, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Liam. like Liam is probably the being alone for long periods of time. Uh, I would mm-hmm. probably assume to fly a spaceship as well. I I think he believes I, that he could fly a spaceship like no business. So that's what that's what I'm doing. I don't know how to fly, but yeah, I'm the best like pilot there is. No problem. I would see here. I I have an out there answer. I would put him also as the I am experienced and not because he's experienced, but because he would come in with the confidence saying he's experienced. Yeah. That first question is a quote of Liam actually saying it to other people. (laughs) I am experienced and I have the credentials to prove it. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. So I'll back off. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So then the experienced for Liam. Mm-hmm. All right. What about me? You didn't do me. Oh, so look, she ran out of time with this quiz. Amy would be the one <laughs> running oh. in and saying, I can fly a spaceship like nobody's business. I feel like that applies to her as well. No, I feel like she would just want to be alone for a while. Maybe. Like, yeah, actually, I kind of feel that too. Amy's like, I need my space. Yeah. I need my space. I need my Get space me. in space. I don't know. In no, space. None of these really <laughs> work for me. I will, I will default to the group. If there's two that says that she can fly, then that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the flying. I think Amy needs, you. like, she needs her space, but she also needs to be around people. She does have a social need that being alone in space for a long period of time, she going to get to the other side and just be like a total. Oh, head case. Like, I'd be. Head be, case? Yeah. Like, she's going to be broken. It's not going to be much <laughs> different. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I will have more imaginary shattered, friends. Not just though. broken, yeah. shattered. Shattered. More <laughs> imaginary friends. I will create <laughs> create my own crew <laughs> like that's that's jim bob he's my co-pilot that's bob jim he is my engineer <laughs> oh my gosh it sounded like my crew <laughs> she'll, she'll open up the doors to the spaceship and be talking to the computer like the ai computer and everyone will be like oh my gosh i didn't realize you had that installed and he'd be like, no, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come meet my friends. I insult. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. So my flying ship or my being alone? I like being I think alone. He, I think he convinced me. It's a flying a ship. Okay. Is, is that? Fly, flying a ship. Sure. Right. Cool. I, I equate that to you like getting behind the wheel in the car. Like, 
I can drive like no one's business. <laughs> that very confident thing. Yeah. You are hurtling through space faster than the speed of light. Where are you headed? To the edge of the universe, searching for answers. To a hostile alien planet. To save my friends from certain annihilation. Or I am returning to Earth. Well, Missy, you're searching for answers. You're yes. very analytical. You want to know what's up. You're searching That's for definitely answers. definitely me. Yeah. Yep. I feel like Liam is going to a hostile planet because yeah. he would try to fuck their day up. He's mm. going to annihilate them. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> he's he's going to plant the American flag all over their planet. Now he's going to have his own flag that he's made and it's going to be claimed in the name of Liam. Yeah. Snowfagan Industries. Too. That's where it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. They the go. flag everywhere. He doesn't, it's not actually industries though. Like he doesn't have an industry. It's just him trying to claim a hostile alien planet. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, I feel like you're returning to Earth because you need repairs on your ship. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Oh no. my goodness, does it end? But but you're also super excited to be home. Yeah. You know, that's true. That's true. I feel like if he's going faster than the speed of light, that he really <laughs> needs to get home, probably to use the restroom. <laughs> Uh, that would be me too. <laughs> I need to pee. The toilet broke on the spaceship, and he's like, oh, "We gotta go back." <laughs> I feel like Amy, and this is this could go anyway, but part of me feels like Amy's heading to a hostile alien planet. She just doesn't know it's a hostile alien. Yep. Planet. Yep. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm like, it's so pretty. Let's check it out. Exactly. Dead instantly. <laughs> yeah i think it's a good one for amy and mike is going to save his friends from certain annihilation yeah i can't let him die i gotta break with, laws of physics with his space to do it yeah. <laughs> well i also well, feel I'm like he'd be saving save them because he'd be like god damn it all right i'm gonna go save them these idiots can't mm -hmm. save themselves no no i would definitely be like yes i'm gonna go save them but then i die in the process all right cool so are we all dying at the end of this? Is yeah, that the oh, conclusion? Yeah. We're Tommy, okay, I, guess. Okay. I don't so, know. No, I'm no, at no. the edge of the universe searching for answers. I'm dying going <laughs> to the speed of light straight to my home. <laughs> yeah. Your ship just flies apart upon re-entry. <laughs> uh, all right. A next question. How trusting are you of technology? Artificial intelligence is the future, or I trust my fellow man. Technology scares me. I feel like this is a trick question made by artificial intelligence. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think we shall be very careful how we answer. So are we all just mm. answering artificial, artificial intelligence as the future? Uh, that's how I feel. And that's how I feel that everybody here would be. Except maybe. Missy. No. No. Artificial I, intelligence I is the future. Well, I just bit, the, the technology scares me part is what I was. Oh yeah, at. no, it's not technology scares me. It's technology confuses me. But that scares me. <laughs> the third option. Yeah. All right. So artificial intelligence Artif is the future wow. for everyone. Yeah, that was easy question. Boom. All right. Space gets awfully lonely, right? How big is your crew? This is a solo mission, baby. Some just some close friends. <laughs> Why all that? It's just the enthusiasm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a solo mission, baby. I have an exclamation point at the end. <laughs> this is a solo mission, baby. Uh, he is the artificial intelligence. <laughs> oh, that was his question. <laughs> oh no! Wasn't just some close friends? 
I am but one of many space travelers on this expedition. I feel like Mike would be the I am but one of many space travelers on this expedition. Because I feel like you would go, like you'd have to go save your friends from the previous question. Sure. But that's friends on like a larger ship. Because you're, you know, an admiral. You're the the head of the fleet. Uh, See, I feel like for Mike, it's more of, hey, can I tag along? And then he's like, this is a solo mission, baby. And he hops in and (laughs) flies off. That's how I feel like it would be. (laughs) I could see Tommy doing that too. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like Knowing all of us, we would all be just some close friends. Probably, you're probably not wrong. Liam's the solo mission. Oh yeah. Did you hear how enthusiastically he was like saying that? (laughs) Yeah, Liam. Could you just read that for us one more time? This is a solo mission, baby. (laughs) See, gosh, that's as much enthusiasm as the first time. It's insane. I feel like Missy would actually be. I'm but one of many space travelers. Because if you're a scientist, I think that you would be like with as many other scientists oh, yeah. researching as possible. Oh, you'd want to like oh, share in that, that knowledge. I changed my mind. I don't want to be a scientist anymore. Then <laughs> no, sorry, it's <laughs> that already was like of the three options. That was the one option. I was like, absolutely not ever. Yeah, I think, think if you it. were with like-minded intellectual individuals, it would be that it would be like it wouldn't be I so am. tedious to be around people <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah i think missy is that one damn it so amy and tommy and i are just some close friends liam is this is a solo mission baby and <laughs> <laughs> missy is but one of missy many stuck on a ship of hell <laughs> a ship of social hell all right next question Do you believe the universe is connected through one overriding force? I believe everything happens for a reason. Life is a struggle between good and evil. Space is random and unexplainable. These are three very different questions. Mm -hmm. And there is no deviating from these. They are very like, I'm 100% this. I believe in all of these things to a degree. I see. I I feel like there should be one more option, which is space is random and explainable. (laughs) (laughs) Space is the intersection of chaos and order. Well, Mike, based on the question or based on we had a writer's room the other day, I feel like yours is the life is a struggle between good and evil. I mean, I wouldn't suggest that. I was trying to actually think about this. I was thinking about the best way to describe my view of good and evil. Nobody's truly good. Nobody's truly evil, Mm -hmm. but there are definitely shades of it. And imagine you have a paint bucket that is all black paint and you put one drop of white paint in it. You know, white represents good. Black represents bad, right? Now that that bucket is a little gray. It is mostly black, but it is a little gray. And I feel like all the actions and choices that we take determine our gradient of is it gradient is that the right word gradient yeah Yeah. determines our gradient of our gray morality you can never undo by you know putting in more and more and more there's always going to be a tiny little bit of you that's changed because of one choice over another yeah it's that spectrum concept yeah no just flat one or the other that being said i don't believe in good or evil i think it's just choices that people make you know how do you define good and evil it's a it's a Mm -hmm. An interesting topic I'm always soul searching about, but yeah, I would, I would personally say for me, I would be space is random and unexplainable because I believe in chaos, you know? I definitely see that for Mike. I think Liam would be life is a struggle between good and evil. Oh, especially in his militarant mind. 
I don't know if that's a word, but militant. Militant, militarant. Yeah, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> They're <laughs> show about stories. Letters. We're making up words. It's all good. Yeah, it's uh, we're artists. It's fine. We can do that. I support all of this. <laughs> well, maybe this one's more of like a which one do you personally vibe towards rather than us picking for each other. No, it absolutely is us picking for each oh, other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah we gotta we stick to. with that. Well then it's it's our perspective of the other person. Tommy, you believe that everything happens for a reason. Okay. <laughs> See, I don't know. Yeah. He he was assigned that and he he totally accepted it. He's like, yeah, there was a reason behind that assignment. <laughs> there we go. Okay, me. do me, do me, do me. Missy, you were definitely life is a struggle between good and evil. I accept it. Yeah. I would say for her space is random and unexplainable. Space is absolutely explainable. You just need to research it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, is like, this, even if oh, it is unexplainable, you're going to try to find the answers anyway. So that's yeah. the whole reason why you're out there. Then maybe maybe Missy is everything happens for a reason because yeah. you just don't know the yeah, reason. There, there's just a, a oh. you know, oh. a scientific theory mm. or equation mm. behind it. So that's mm. the reason. Oh, I like so that. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like existential reason. It could be scientific reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, that's I a like good that. one. Mm-hmm. Look at you, Mike, bringing in the big brain waves. I like it. That's about all I got for today. <laughs> the rest of us are going to think Amy about big beans. Amy is the struggle between good and evil. <laughs> yeah, struggle between good say and evil. Again, I would wait. say that. Yeah. Oh, Amy okay. is the struggle between good and evil. Yeah. All right. The highest highs and the lowest lows. And I will fight all of the evil. And what was I? Two fists. And my space is random? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Space is random. Sure. Moving on to the next question. Your enemy is in your grasp. How will you deal your final blow? God, I can't speak today. <clears throat> your enemy is in your grasp. How will you deal your final blow? Pass me my lightsaber, please. That's what ray guns are for. Hand-to-hand combat is more my style. Perhaps I've been my own enemy all along. Tommy, you've been huh? your own enemy all along. <laughs> <laughs> there it go. I clicked it. <laughs> I, I could definitely see him in a fight with somebody and like they're in the middle of fighting and he just goes wait am I the bad guy let me contemplate this like stopping <laughs> to think am about I it the bad guy I think Mike is ray guns pew 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 mm-hmm. pew, pew pew yeah it is true <laughs> yeah, oh, I accept that yeah <laughs> Liam's hand to hand because he yeah. has to get personal with his, with his enemies <laughs> mm-hmm. he likes to feel the breath leaving the body it's, <laughs> it's gonna be okay shh what do y'all think of me? <laughs> I think we're explaining it. <laughs> yeah. These Amy answers are concerning is, me. Amy has passed me the lightsaber. Really? I think so. it's a when you think about it, it's a sword, right? It's just Ooh, it's a pretty you, sword right. that you can get right. in multiple colors. Mm. <laughs> and you get to stab people, and it doesn't matter if you miss, because it will still hurt them. That is perfect, but it's like easy weapon. I would also and it an arm. the wound, so there's no messy cleanup. I, oh, so I, I, will, I think Missy is probably also ray guns. I would agree. Yeah, get a distance yeah. between people. Exactly. That's oh, exactly yes, what yeah. I was thinking, a distance, mm-hmm. yeah. She's just like, Mm-mm, they're not in my grasp. Unfortunately, Pew. there's so many people around her on this expedition. There's no distance to be got. <laughs> <laughs> no. mm. There's no option corner. for, like, poison. <laughs> Poison the entire Poison. crew while you go and hide <laughs> oh in your room. Uh, <laughs> in the future, life is very different. How do you envision your ideal utopia? No crime, world peace. Life is easy because robots do all the work. 
successful colonies throughout the galaxy, or utopia is unattainable. It's about finding a balance. I think we can have Liam's immediately be successful colonies throughout the galaxy. Yeah, but yeah. they're yeah, they're all his colonies. Yes, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <Bruh. laughs> Liam would have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say just to add on to that, Liam would have space elevators, and then they would just be a, in the shape of a giant flag. So if your ship was flying by the planet, you would see, oh, this is owned by a son of a gun. Okay. <laughs> this is a Sanofa gun world. I'm going to move along. I feel like Mike is more the realist. He's going to say utopia is unattainable. It's about finding balance. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're all doomed. <laughs> We're all doomed. Let's make it a comfortable doom, though. <laughs> I feel like Missy would be no crime world peace for ideal, ideal utopia yeah yeah Yeah, definitely because you're like i just want everyone to learn about all the different planets and flora and fauna about everything going on just like stop fighting and start learning i feel that that. tommy and amy are both life is easy because robots do all the work yeah yeah i accept that (laughs) i accept that (laughs) all right I clicked it. We're about to Drum roll, please. Here we go. Analyzing. Damn it. Huzzah. Okay. This quiz is terrible. You want to know why? Why? I picked completely different answers my second time around, and I still got minority report. You mean this isn't a hundred percent foolproof quiz? No, it isn't. This is a professional professional quiz we're taking. I'm so angry. What's your description say for minority report? See if it's different. No, it's not. Mysterious, thrilling, and technologically advanced, you are the pre-crime fighting fugitive minority part, and you are a proponent of free will and a champion of the human spirit. The future is in your hands, despite what those pesky precogs may believe. Not the result you want, it's the other results. <laughs> there's I only like a champion five for the... movies in this yeah. thing. Oh, there's only five? Yeah, I just oh. yeah. the other results. <laughs> <laughs> This is. <laughs> I thought there would be more. <laughs> so did I. My bad. I'll, I'll get a better quiz next time, guys. Okay, here we Now I'm going to retake the quiz and I'm going to do the exact. I'm just going to do the. Amy, what'd you get? First answer. Drum roll, please. Star Wars. Star Wars. Fun loving, high energy, and the special effects powerhouse, you change the world of movie going forever. You are a straightforward hero on a quest to save the world with a little help from your friends. Ignore the haters. You are our only hope. That's right. I'm on your only hope, guys. Guys, I don't know. I think know it's what's only happened. because you chose the lightsaber option. <laughs> Probably. I think there is one distinct thing. I just picked the first answer for everything and I got minority report again. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. Wait, was the it first, knows you. It really knows you. Was the first question five different things? No, never mind. That yes. still would work. Yeah. I bet it's just random. I bet this quiz is crazy. I am also Star Wars, which Yeah. Out of the, Doesn't make sense. The results, yeah. You're not fun loving. What are you doing? Yeah. Guess <laughs> you're <damn>. <laughs> but i feel like you are very straightforward on a quest that's definitely like out of everybody you are like i feel like the most straightforward out of all of us is when it comes to your intentions your thoughts your feelings like you're like this is who i am move aside think think about Mm -hmm. the yeah it's true i guess think about the answers to a lot of my questions like i'm gonna be an admiral 
which Star Wars, I guess he kind of have that like, yeah, right. Yeah, they're a they're a leader sort of thing. But I think I would be more 2001 A Space Odyssey from this list because mm. it's kind of chaos and, you know, there's no it's more realistic. I don't know. I guess I guess I just have to accept the results. Well, I got 2001 Space Odyssey. So layered ahead of its time and life changing, you're arguably the greatest sci fi epic of all time. You elevated the genre to stratospheric heights and asked important questions about the history and meaning of the universe. Like the infamous monolith, you are in a class all to your own. You're exploring. You're trying to find answers. That's you, <laughs> Missy. Okay, full disclosure, I have never seen 2001 Space Odyssey. It's so. such a good movie. I was a really? pop-up Saturday special, so I'll, I will <laughs> never see that movie. Yeah, I figured it would have been, but it just never showed up on any of the Saturdays I hung around. So, yeah. Liam, what'd you get? I got Alien. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Read that description. In space, no one can hear you scream, and you're perfectly <laughs> fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. You like a little horror in your sci-fi with jumps, screams, and aliens popping out of the stomachs. Despite not answering the big questions like, why are we here? You certainly answered, why is that thing here? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Oh god. So out of these, th there's five movies in the results. It's Star Wars, Blade Runner, Alien, Minority Report, and 2001, A Space Odyssey. Has everybody seen... Except for 2001 Space Odyssey for Missy. Has everybody seen all those movies? Yeah. I, I've seen everything. I haven't seen... I can't remember if I've seen Blade Runner. Alien or 2001 Space Odyssey. Well, you haven't seen Alien? Seen Alien? Oh gosh, we got to no, How have you not seen Alien? Guys, no. we have to fix that. <laughs> Guess what our next assignment yeah. is going to be. I, I can't watch it. I love, love Alien. I think it's one of the greatest science fiction and horror movies ever made. Period. And oh, yeah. I think it still holds up because of how unique and creepy it is. But I was traumatized as a child when I was seven years old. <laughs> Dad was like, yeah, you can watch Alien, not a problem. And then I've had just like <laughs> on and off dreams about it. So it's one of those things oh. where like, I know if I watch it, I'll have another stupid dream about Alien and I don't want it to happen again. So I just, I'm not going to watch it, but okay, it is, is it a it recurring is dream. No, it's just, it's like, you know how you have spider dreams where like there's spiders mm -hmm. in your dream, like big bugs or something. You guys have spider dreams? I don't. What? Yeah. I've never had a spider dream before. You no. never had like a, a semi nightmare where there's like a spider like near you or crawling on you or something. Bees, no? there you go. It's, it's, bees are chasing me. Yeah. Instead of having a realistic, you know, enemy, it's sometimes an alien that's like running around. I'm just like, oh my God, I don't want to run anymore. Stop. <laughs> you know? so. See, I had oh, a reoccurring dream about a xenomorph in Maryland, our Maryland house, right? And you know how we had that long hallway and you're, if you were going from the bedrooms to the living room, to your left would be the door. It'd be the door down the stairs, mm -hmm. right? There'd always be an alien looking through the window. And anytime oh. I would cross that threshold, the alien would literally bust through the door and <laughs> annihilate me. But my my goal in that dream was always to get to mom and dad because they were in the living room and I was in the bedrooms. So it was always my stupid ass dream self going and being like, I can make it this time. And I'm going, blah, and then I die. And it'd be the scariest <laughs> thing as a little child. Oh my God. Do you want to know why that happened, I'm assuming? It's because we what? played a game which was scare the hell out of Tommy every time he was <laughs> like <laughs> down the hall. Every time he turned a corner. Yeah. Oh, we would always pop out and scare you so that you ran away. 
we would like hide behind a door in the bathroom for an hour just waiting for you to walk yeah. into the bathroom. Yeah. We, I we legit had this... don't remember this at all. Oh. Well, one thing that you will remember is, <clears throat> an audience, oh, this is a fun, yeah, fun story. We had a Nerf shotgun and we didn't put any like bullets in it. But when you fire it, it still makes a like sound. And so... We would hide in the bathroom and we would just wait for him to come around or we'd be around the corner and we'd wait for him to walk down the hallway and we would shoot him with it. And it would A, scare him and B, he would get so mad. He's like, stop shooting me. And he was so angry. And finally, we went to mom because she was like, yeah, Missy has the shotgun still. (laughs) But we finally went to mom because she's like, what is all this screaming? What is going on? And we told her the situation. And she's like, give me the shotgun. So she took the shotgun into her bedroom and Tommy went to go talk to her and she shot him with the shotgun. And he's like, no, (laughs) you too. And mom was like, cry laughing. And I was like, she is the coolest mom ever. I mean, it Probably again did traumatize Tommy, yeah. but just, it was just still also very one of my favorite childhood memories. Super <laughs> clarification: that was a Nerf shotgun. Okay. Nerf shotgun. Nerf. Yes, a yeah. Nerf shotgun. I still have Nerf scars from the real bullets. Unloaded today. No. Nerf shotgun. Yeah. Again, it's unloaded all Nerf on shotgun. my right arm. Just, just scattered. No, they actually no. had to take the lead out. I got some poisoning, and he's lying. It was not fun. He's lying. <laughs> he's telling the truth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he may be telling the truth or he may right be now. lying. Now we're balanced. As all things should be. Uh, I think the Amy, you might need to take this with you. <gasps> oh. <laughs> That'd be funny. Well, <laughs> That'd be really funny. Hello, Tommy. <laughs> oh, oh, no. More lead poisoning. <laughs> I, I was going to say the reoccurring dream I always had as a kid that was scary. I had two. One was like natural disaster dreams where it was like a tsunami or a volcano, usually a volcano, and you have to run from lava. But the other one was there was a T-Rex outside our front house, and I had to hide from him because the eyeball would be like looking into the windows, kind of the same vibe. And so I had to like hide in the kitchen, but I had to find a place where I could hide from all the windows because I never knew what window he was going to like pop out of. But yeah, that that was my reoccurring nightmare as a kid. Thanks, movies, for giving us (laughs) trauma. (laughs) Like, I'm in a city and like a mega tsunami's coming with, you know, 200, 300 foot waves, maybe even taller. And I've got to get into a high rise building and up all the stairs to get (laughs) above the wave line. And then I always like just barely make it in time to see the wave smashing into the building just below me. And that scene in Interstellar with that big old wave. Gotcha. Yeah. That killed me. <laughs> that really <laughs> gave me so much anxiety from a whole lifetime of bad dreams. I don't know why. It was always tornadoes for me. And it's probably because, hmm. I mean, Liam watched it more than I did, but I watched a lot of Twister. Ah, uh, totally um, yeah. And it was always tornadoes for natural disasters. Nothing else but a tornado. It was just like slowly creeping up. And I'd always be in a car and I'd always be driving towards the tornado and I couldn't do anything to stop it. It's the worst. It's the worst. Tornadoes are spooky. They are spooky. Being on top of a mountain that has a very steep cliff that's like hundreds of feet and the ice snow combination shifts and it loosens and it slides right off like shears off and I'm on mm. top of it as it's shearing off. And I always wake up right as I go over the edge. 
Yeah. No, thank you. I I think it's interesting because our parents are pretty lenient with the kind of movies that we watched growing up. Mm -hmm. The only kind that we weren't allowed to watch was anything that had magic, although they let us watch like Lord of the Rings and stuff. But like that was a big debate, though. Yes, that was a big debate over whether or not we were going to be allowed to see it. Anything that had pretty intense magic in it, they didn't want us to see. And anything with like nudity, they didn't want us to see. Or they'd be like, no, you have to you have to cover your eyes, you know? Yeah, they would. They would because like the classic <laughs> 80s movies always yeah. had to have that one sex scene with the like bare chested woman. Yes. And so they would just, yeah. You never got to see the booba. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as far as like the movies that we watched, like we, I, I remember growing up, I didn't watch cartoons on a Saturday morning, I watched yeah, no. movies and, you know, we had such a big movie collection. And so it was, mm-hmm. you know, I'd watch Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves or Titanic or The Day After Tomorrow or Alien or, you know, I, I yeah. it didn't matter what I watched. And our parents, like, they didn't really care. They were just like, yeah, as long as it's not magic related. I actually remember them disapproving of most cartoons. Like, they would rather have us watching Terminator than Saturday yeah. morning cartoons. Yeah. 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 And we're totally normal and well-adjusted, and there's no problems that came from watching these movies. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm scared of you. Oh, that's why I want to write murder bot <laughs> stories. <laughs> no, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. I, I do so, like. I just want to escape into the far vacuum of space. <laughs> I, I like the variety that they gave on these science fiction movies because they're all very different, very different genres. True. So it might have only been yeah. five movies. That's true. But yeah, and I'm still not convinced that the quiz isn't rigged. Or random. So, I mean, you know, they just pop out something like, "Yeah, this is you." It isn't random. But I did, so I did the first first question for each answer, except for the last one, and I switched it up a little bit. It was only four different ones, but I got four different movies from oh. switching my answer the mm. four different times. So that one was like a loaded question. So whatever you picked, it was like, it was de- determining. Or the whole quiz is got? random. <gasps> no, it is a no. highly professional <laughs> yeah. quiz that I found. Like every quiz. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> t- I didn't Google what sci-fi movie am I quiz. And click on the first link. That how dare you? Research and prep for the podcast <laughs> usually should take one hour. This one took three seconds. <laughs> Actually, I had to do. It. I originally did what kind of book genre we are, and I didn't like mm. it, so I wanted to mm. go with sci-fi movie instead. <gasps> okay, so you're a professional. Something professional. interesting okay. with this one is when we think of sci-fi, we usually think of like space. But two of the five movies take place on Earth. There's like nothing to do with outer space in them. Yeah, and there's no like Which I'm aliens or anything. It's just interesting. I I, yeah. I, I do I like think, that that was included. Yeah, they they do take place on Earth. I do think in Blade Runner there is a separate colony of replicants on like yeah. a moon. There's uh, spaces Saturn involved. or something. There's, is there? Yeah, yeah they're used also as like a labor scene. force. There's Mars colonies as well. Oh, I've seen Blade Runner. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's I just taking that. place there's on Earth. Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking there isn't there a movie the where is, they have to like maybe it's with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought it was with Harrison Ford, but they're they're like in a game show, but it's like in the future in space yeah. or something, and they have to like. Do you know what, what yeah, is that um, movie? That is, isn't that? Oh God, is that not Blade Runner? No, that's not Blade Runner. 
I'm gonna look it up. The thing is Running is, Man. Yeah, Running I'm Man. Glad. There you go. It's Running Man. Running Man. Okay. okay. That's what I thought Blade Runner was. In my head, I'm like, Running Man. Okay, I don't know what Blade Runner is then. Blade Runner is with uh, Harrison Ford. We watched it, Mom. He is a detective that hunts down androids, replicants. Okay, yeah, we, I, yeah. I did watch that with Liam. And so It takes place in 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Blade Runner 2049 takes place. It takes place in, in 2019. Yep, also in 2019. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is, I don't like... To be honest, I'm I'm starting to like sci-fi movies and shows that takes place in space less and less. Like because when people th- they're like they're all usually garbage. Yeah, they're usually garbage. And also, like, it's so boring at this point. It's so overdone. It's so like uncreative to go out in space and do something random in space for sci-fi when like there's a lot more I feel like it's a lot easier not easier, but it's a lot more interesting to do a sci-fi thing on Earth because Everybody does sci-fi in space. Mm. I need more Earth things with sci-fi, and it really boosts that creativity. Like, a, like a uh, what's it called? The concept of um, Minority Report is such a great yeah. and out-thinking concept, and it's definitely sci-fi, but it has nothing to do with space, and it's yeah. it's really good. I, I think I, sci-fi done in space uh, is overdone. I think it's overused at this point. It, it, I, I robot it absolutely done. Go ahead. No, I I think that the what really makes a great sci-fi movie is not whether it's in space or it's on Earth or anything. It's about the core question that they're trying to ask in regards to humanity. And specifically, mm. it's usually based upon technology and humanity. So what is the conflict that we have with some sort of technology and how does it affect humanity? What is a deep philosophical question that we are trying to ask in our science fiction? So if you look in Mm. this list of movies here, you have Alien, which is not really philosophical. Same thing as Star Wars. Minority Report is kind of philosophical in its sci-fi core. It's talking about, you know, what would we do as humans if we got arrested for a crime before it actually happened? You know, how could we prove ourselves innocent? Mm-hmm. 2001 Space Odyssey is kind of philosophical. It's more about the, I guess, the vastness of space and the unknown and, you know, searching for it. And Blade Runner is definitely philosophical. It's, it's talking about what does it mean to be a human? Um, how can we decide what lives to take and what lives not to? So I think... Personally, I, I don't care if a, if a, something is set in space. I like when it asks those really tough questions about humanity. Mm. Well, I was going to say, a, a movie that doesn't do that, but I still think is pretty damn good, is uh, Live, Die, Repeat or Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I, it's, a, it's a very like action-y movie, but mm. I don't feel like it asks many no. sci-fi philosophical questions. It's just done really well. Yeah. That's true. It, it is. It is not a philosophical movie by any means, but it no. is fun. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like there's a there's not a lot of those that I feel like there's not a lot of sci-fi products that when they don't ask these questions that they turn out to be good. I feel like I feel like for the most part you have to ask those to keep your audience entertained and and asking questions. I guess I think for me. The Expanse is one of those that does ask a lot of philosophical questions. Now, I might be biased because I did read the books and the books definitely go way more into it. But I think The Expanse does a really good job of balancing what would happen in like real life situation, futuristic moments 
and how would people interact? And the biggest example I can think about is when they're talking about their religion. I, I haven't finished the last two seasons, but in the books, I know that some of the most uh, prominent explorers of the things that they find in the expanse are a bunch of religious leaders and they all have a discussion about, well, if we're finding all of these and we all believe these different things, maybe we're all actually wrong and we should all be like kind of joined in one sort of religion. Mm -hmm. And and I really like that sort of questioning religion, questioning theology and questioning like your your thinking as far as, well, if we're finding all of these things you know, the search for knowledge and the search for answers is an ever going and an ongoing hunt search. I don't know yeah. the correct term. Search. Yeah. Yeah. What do we believe? What does it mean to be human? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Talk a little bit about that in the show about they approach it more from the different representatives talking about why they're there, what's bringing them there. And some of them, it's very philosophical. Some of them, it's sheer curiosity. Some of them, it's wanting to be there when the greatest thing that's happened to humans so far happens, right? Like, yes, yeah. There's, I don't know, I found a lot of that very fascinating. Mm. So one of the interesting things on this list of movies, and I guess specific the style that I like, giving that sort of, you know, deep discussion or thought piece, is that two of these were based upon adaptations both written by Philip K. Dick. Minority Report was a short story that he wrote mm. And oh. then, you know, adapted into a film version. And then Blade Runner was Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep is the name of the, the story. Yeah. And he wrote yeah. both of them. And they're both probably the most thinky pieces out of the, the five movies that we listed there. So maybe I just really like Philip K. Dick or that style of sci-fi. There's actually, I think there was an Amazon TV show where it was yeah. Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Electric yeah. Dreams. Or Electric Dreams, yeah. And it was all like short stories yeah. that he had written that have kind of been adapted. And some of them were good, some of them were not good, but it was yeah. an anthology. When you look at that show, though, from just a strictly entertainment perspective, it kind of felt like a, they were trying to do um, Black Mirror and it didn't really hold up because some of them were just like, eh, I'm not really sure what they're trying to do here. But when you look at it from the philosophical perspective, each episode was one of his short stories addressing a specific question about the nature of humanity. And it kind of shifts the whole purpose of the show and, and that episode in and of itself. So it's not as you can walk away from a episode instead of going, that nah, wasn't very good. It, it leaves you thinking about what it's trying to ask. Yeah, I think that it's cool when you can do that with a sci-fi show that doesn't have to necessarily do with space either. I like that, you know, sci-fi is science fiction. So yes, space is kind of the first thing that you go to. But Minority Report, like one of the results, is still kind of questioning that philosophicalness within the realm of science fiction. And I think it's it's really cool to see kind of a futuristic world and a sci-fi movie where you can still have those philosophical questions asked and answered and explored, but it's not just space. Although, you know, space movies are really fun. It depends, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't disagree with, with Liam. I think that space is oftentimes overdone in terms of like, let's just put a sci-fi show out there. So they go to space and they meet weird aliens and there's no no core to it that would interest me necessarily. And I think that you could do a lot more Earth-based science fiction. That's how I feel about detective shows. We don't need any more detective shows. 
we're good. What do you mean, like murder mystery, like American primetime television detective shows where somebody dies every week? Yeah, somebody dies or someone gets murdered or someone gets brutally injured or sexually assaulted and they're like, we got to figure it out. It's like, we get it. Yeah, move on. It just, it feels like it's been overdone and and strung out. Part of the appeal of it is we live in such an unjust world where there's so much violence or crime that's shoved in our face through various news media that to watch a show where they almost always get the bad guy and then the bad guy is almost always convicted makes us feel a little bit better about our world. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. I think those shows exist because we have a justice boner that we like we we want to, you know, <laughs> satisfy. That isn't getting satisfied. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The the idea that people watch those shows and are like, they caught the bad guy. He went to jail. That's it. That's the end. It's like, no, okay. The bad guy actually still has to go through jail. There's probably appeal processes. You know, the idea that the justice system is so perfect is actually kind of a delusion that that show has really created for a lot of people showing Mm -hmm. bad person does bad thing gets caught goes to jail whereas it can vary quite differently in real life for many reasons it could be bad person gets away or innocent person goes to jail as we you know see so much so i think that those types of shows are purely you know just about getting the bad guy and that sort of justice as opposed to Mm -hmm. actually seeing what the system's like so what i'm hearing is we need a space detective show that is what the expanse was for me yeah well yeah yeah. the first it started that way yeah yeah Uh, definitely it changed yeah yeah but (laughs) season one space detective that was so awesome and then it just took a turn you're like okay new interesting content this is this is fun too different than what i was looking forward to but still liking it and after a few seasons you're like what happened to the show what's going on it's space wars why are we doing this it's it's what is the books yeah i I can go watch star wars (laughs) aaron and i did just finish season six and she was mm. so upset because there's like 10 books, right? And it's basically a book per season. Mm-hmm. And they did the show like yeah. it was a book per season, but Amazon canceled it. So they're they're like, yeah. I guess we get picked up again if you want us to keep continuing this story at some point. Yeah. Oh, so Amazon rude. had picked them up for three seasons. And then instead of renewing, they canceled. And not only did they cancel, they said this show is too expensive to make. So we're going to cut you halfway through the season in season six. And so you notice they're like building stuff for the first five episodes. And then episode six happens. You're like, what's happening here? I'm confused. What what was going on? And they just rush through plot, 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 plot. And then the end. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, it, 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 re- it resolved <laughs> itself really. They, they wanted to cut it yeah. back further, but then they're like, no, please. We need eight episodes to tell this. And Amazon's like, no, you got like five or something. And they ended up getting six. But even then, it's 45 minute episodes, which The Expanse was always about an hour. Not always, but, yeah. you know, good show. I still And then the last it. episode's a little over an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but it's literally like so much shoved into one. Also, definitely read the books because they're really good. They're my favorite books. So you should definitely read them. Okay. Love yeah. you. Bye. We're not by yet, but walk into the show with an open mind, though, because yeah. you're going to get pissed off and frustrated a lot. Yeah, I think if you go in knowing, especially with season six, that the story continues like it concludes kind of, but it also continues mm-hmm. like they could 
definitely keep making it. If you go in with that idea, knowing that it's going to stop at some point, then I think it would be better than just watching it kind of like Aaron did and be like, what was all this stuff? Why do they do this? Why do they do that? And that just like doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, is like they're not done with the books either. The books are still going. So mm -hmm. the, the story itself is not finished yet either. Yeah, so, I'd love to read the books. Yeah, they're really good. Y'all ever seen Starship Troopers? Yes. No. Like when I was a kid. It's one of those terrible B-movies that you gotta watch. It at all. Oh, <sighs> Do I have to alien. put this on the list? Yeah, so Starship Troopers is actually a genius sci-fi. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> because it pulls you in with this, like, over-the-top story and, like, B-movie. But if you really look at what the message is that they're showing in there it it has a whole nother depth to it i don't really want to spoil anything if you haven't seen it it is a b movie but it's like an in, mm. it's an intentional b movie that is it makes it an a movie i can't really explain it but once you guys watch that we'll, we'll talk about it there's also so many babies in there babies as in like actors who are very young that's yeah. what i mean like any any other closing thoughts on this final space thing from anybody this final space frontier less space battle and more space drama <laughs> thank you less space drama more space philosophy opera i want to i want I an like actual opera options so you want i mean that's star what they wars. consider star wars, star wars. No. space opera no which no. They consider which the episode is it like specifically choirs, that he like he was intending to be. A he baby. wanted the prequels entirely to be space opera, but he said episode three hit it the hardest. Okay, because didn't wasn't George Lucas wasn't his intention to make every single episode a different genre? It wasn't like his intention oh, initially, but kind of how it it went on. It was yeah, not broad genre, but like sub genre. Yeah. Anyway, space. Space is great. Okay. We love it so much. Space, uh, space opera. We love Fifth all element. Space. There's an opera in space. There you go. Oh, there we go. I, I love element. So good. Yeah. That is a great sci-fi movie without a, a big... I mean, there's some small... What does it mean to be human? But not really. They're trying to save the universe. It's that simple. It's also just a fun movie. Yeah. It really is. So quirky. It's great. I love the fact that Bruce Willis was in it because I feel like, yes, it was like an action movie that he was in, but it seems so weird for him, him to be in it. Like, it <laughs> seems so odd that he was like the main guy character. But at the mm -hmm. same time, I'm like, he's perfect. I love this. <laughs> absolute perfect for Lilu Dallas Multipath. Back in the good old days of Bruce Willis, not. <laughs> you guys still have some days, right? Uh, so, I haven't seen days? anything recent of his, I don't think. So, well, all he, days. I have. Out, he puts out about a movie a month. What? Mm -hmm. yes, yes, man. Yeah. Interesting. IMDb. Almost everyone is a red box special. <laughs> <laughs> I watched just one where he, he was a. Me and mom actually watched it. He was like a doctor and like these burglars, like killed his um his wife and took his daughter and he had like he had to like challenge his morals as being a doctor he's supposed to save people so he had to challenge his morals please, of what he's gonna do please tell me it was called do no harm or <laughs> i have no idea what it's called Hold up. or the, yeah the hippocratic oath or something <laughs> along the lines the it's called death wish oh oh that's right it was a remake of death wish i totally forgot that which That's is one of those man. things you we go, will... why? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> the little tag for it is how far would you go to protect your family? And this death wish in big red letters with Bruce Willis is the I and wish. <laughs> okay, but are you guys like familiar with Death Wish? No. Uh, Bronson. Nope. Oh. Richard Bronson. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Mike knowing all these people's names. Why is he Mike's smart? Old. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm old. That's probably why it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that's going to wrap up today's episode i don't know why i said it like that episode there we go oh boy thank you so much for joining us today we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us and listening to our shenanigans and we really hope you enjoyed we would love to hear from you what is your favorite sci-fi if you've found this quiz what movie did you get and do you think it was uh, a little more accurate for you or a little inaccurate? And which, what a result would you have wanted to get? Let us know. You can reach us at Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. We are 1L2N Productions. And if you like what we're doing and want to help show your support for what we're doing, you can head on over to our Patreon. We would appreciate that greatly. And the last word of the day goes to Missy. Yay, I have a thing. Take it away. Okay, so if like in this quiz, you believe everything happens for a reason, then the sci-fi show for you is Battlestar Galactica. Go watch it and enjoy. <laughs>